We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, this is the Cross-country episode. Big guys, this is your host Monica Cosentino from the capital of the South. This is the Run ATL podcast. Joining with me today, my dad, Mike Cosentino. We'll return to him soon enough. But also joining us today, a dear friend of ours, Dolomite Dave
uh, Herb, the operations director, um, D2 with marketing, uh, Greg helping us with uh, training and hiring. Mike's been involved in every aspect of it. Um, you know, the shoe buyers and Lucas and Trisha and everyone. I mean, I'm sure I'm missing some people. There's so many of them that have been so helpful. And my business partner, Powell Fulton, and I have had many, many conversations where we just sat there and said, wow, we are so thankful to have a team to do this with and to open another store with. And we wouldn't dream of doing it on our own. Um, so I, I'd say that that's the number one uh, sentiment um, in Cartersville right now is, is we're just thankful for, for help and for community uh, that we're not only going to get to bring to Cartersville, but the community that we're getting to experience in the Big Peach family. Well, and, and obviously you've led in this lifestyle for a long time, your store, GoGo -Go in Rome, impressive in its own right. Obviously, what you've done in coaching, what you've done to influence. I ran into someone completely by accident in a coffee shop who asked because I was in Rome and knew I was a runner if I happened to know you. And I'm like, we're actually working on a project together. And you had literally transformed his life with the way that you encouraged him with your enthusiasm for people getting out, not necessarily to train for a Boston qualifier, but just to walk a few more blocks tomorrow than what they might have today or a few more miles this week than what they did last. And that's the mindset of Big Peach. So when you now think how far your own journey has come in this lifestyle as a participant, an elite runner, as a coach, someone who's coaching at the highest levels still, and now as a service provider, through Big Peach and through your own business in Rome, how do you manage to keep all of those going at the same time? Because I think that's probably great advice for me and great life advice for all of our listeners. You know, um, I think it's just uh, that team mentality. Um, I think that's something that I learned from coaching is I can't do it all and I don't want to do it all. Um, I like being a part of a team. I like creating teams. And just having a good group of people together to do different parts that maybe I'm not good at is, is the number one thing. Uh, and then also I would say too, just recently in my own journey, been thinking a lot about that life uh, balance, work-life balance. And so I think it's super important for everybody, uh, whether you're trying to walk your first you know, 5k or you're trying to be active every day, you've got to take that time and spend time with your family. You've got to take that time and be active personally. And if I know if I don't do those things, I'm ineffective in anything else that I do. So I think that's kind of that second part of it is working hard, you know, delegating some things, but at the same time, um, you know, balancing life out and making sure I get my run in even though I'm busy, I got to do it. I mean, I did it this morning. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then uh, making sure that I do stuff with my kids and my wife and, and make time for that. And don't let things get out of balance and out of, out of sorts. So 
you can see right away why Jay and his team and his family fit so well in the Big Peach organization and the culture that we not only ascribe, but we certainly have a responsibility to make better. D2, this is still the cross-country episode, though. You and I could talk about CVL. You can put on your marketing cap and say, all right, let's just get to making sure even more people tomorrow know about the fact that we're going to be open literally open by the end of August in Cartersville. So come see us. We'll let Jay give us the address and all of the particulars before we go to a break. But this is still the cross-country episode. What do you think, D2, as we go into a new cross-country season? You've seen a lot over the last nine months. Here we are, new season. You don't necessarily have, like they might say, a dog in the fight. But you know this is an important part of not only our business, but how we serve the community. Where's your head right now? Well, I think right now, I mean, a year ago that, you know, the, the whole season was in question, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, because, and, and, and we're still in a pandemic. So, you know, there's still things that are changing and in flux. And I think, you know, you know, hopefully the kids get to experience a full season and are able to run. I think those are things that we have to kind of look out for, you know, for their health and their safety. And, and, you know, at the same time, you know, this is, you know, for some of the students, it's could be their senior year. So to have that opportunity to go out and run and have that camaraderie and that, and to share that time with their teammates is important for them as well. So I think that's kind of where, um, you know, I, I hope that they're, you know, all the student athletes are able to do that and able to compete safely. And, you know, and the great thing is, you know, because this is cross country, it's outdoors. So it should be safe. It should be, you know, plenty of, 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 you know, open space to roam around and, uh, and have a good time and, and compete. And, and, uh, so I'm excited about it for, for, for them and for, you know, everyone that's out there running and competing right now. Awesome. Well, of course, all of the information about Cartersville is at bigpeachrunningco.com. But Jay, let's not list, miss an opportunity. Where is what we call CVL internally? Where is it located? Yeah, we're at 402 East Church Street. Uh, we are right behind Chick-fil-A is going to be the easiest way to find us in the Moe's parking lot. And we'll give a couple other businesses a shout out to Styles Jewelry's next to us, Jimmy John's. We've got a nail salon on one side, Franklin Financial on the other. And we've got a great shopping center. We're ready ready to see you guys. Awesome. You're going to be the mayor of that shopping center before long. But before that happens, you are still Coach Jay. It is the cross-country episode. We're going to bring Coach Jay back to you with some sage advice for student-athletes, for parents, for guardians, for all of those who have an interest in cross-country. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back after this brief message. Running makes you feel good. Running is healthy and good for you. Running can even be therapeutic, but running doesn't define you. You are not a runner, but running gives you life. At Big Peach Running Company, we get it. That's why we are the number one running store for those that don't call themselves a runner. That's why our guests use terms like friendly, thoughtful, attentive to describe us in reviews. Come see us at any of our seven metro Atlanta area locations or visit us at bigpeachrunningco.com. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. As you can tell in the introduction, special occasion. This is actually D2, as you know, our third cross-country episode. And it is awesome to be doing this on time. Last year, for those of you who are part of the sport, whether it's as a student athlete, perhaps as a parent, just a fan of cross-country, we got started about a month late. This episode, of course, followed suit. This year, right on time, despite all of the obvious considerations that come along with fall sports right now in 2021. But we do not delay. Everybody knows who my co-host is. 
my beautiful daughter, Monica, joins us. Before I turn it over to her, tell you a little bit more about Jay Stevenson, not just the pretty face behind Cartersville, Georgia, and Big Peach Running Company, but also, Jay, imagine this. For those of you who have run in school, whether in high school or collegiately, he graduated three years later, was named the head coach of the same program that he graduated from, specifically at Shorter University, did that for over six years, was also the head distance coach as part of the track and field program, has continued his coaching. Now, for those of you who have listened or tracked with us for a long period of time, go back and check out episode number 53. It was Jay and Ryan Hall. Yes, that Ryan Hall is Jay Stevenson's business partner, Run Free Training. He and Ryan are now coaching athletes of every ability and every age. And certainly that means student athletes, including those in high school and in college. Jay, thank you so very much for being part of this. It's fun to work with you. So it's kind of cool to be able to do stuff like this as well. But thanks for spending a little bit of time with us. Man, I'm excited to uh, chat about uh, probably my favorite group of people, uh, high school athletes, and uh, also a little bit about Cartersville. Yeah, awesome. Well, and I do have some here. I'm going to let Monica, who is, I have a moonlighting gig that I get a chance to spend time with the Fannin County cross country team. Obviously that was prompted by just wanting to spend more time with my daughter. Monica, you get to do these things. You are now the co-host. Take it away from here. Perfect. I'm so glad I could join y'all today. So I'm Monica Cosentino and I'm obviously in high school cross country, um, which I love, but I've also brought two other very special people with me. So over to my right, I have. And to my left, I have Jason Ethington. And these are special persons, not just athletes, Jay. In fact, it's a great cross, Zachariah or Z, as we call him. He is running number one for our boys team here in Fannin County, only as a sophomore. Great freshman campaign, obviously big impact on the track as well. And so somebody who has not just a lot of talent that he's worked very hard to develop, but quite frankly, a lot of potential. Jason Actually, you would think we've got quite the international recruiting contingent out scouring the globe to bring back the best talent. Chasen, an awesome athlete, but just back from Israel as part of a mission trip that he had been on for an extended period of time with his family, had to work through some eligibility issues, obviously showed up first day. We knew nothing about him. He quickly impressed and now is using cross country as a way to both stay and get fit for student athlete activities back here in the United States. So Monica, you brought two of the perfect people to help us get the most out of Jay. That was, that was the goal, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, take it away. Jay is the showcase. What questions might you have for our experts? So I guess I'll start. Um, I know during cross country races, a lot of it is obviously being in shape, but I know a big part of it is your mentality. So I guess a question, I know I'm sure you've worked with multiple student athletes and getting them in the right mindset. What would be your, Number one piece of advice in the right mindset. Yeah, that, that's a great question. And I think that's kind of like the foundation of uh, sport. I, I would say one thing to start that kind of answer to that question is asking yourself, what do I believe is true about myself? Because whatever you believe is true is going to come out in the race. And I think you can do that a number of ways. You can kind of process process that a number of ways. Um, 
One of them is to find a quiet place, uh, get by yourself and write. And it sounds kind of strange that you would write something down or write, you know, a little essay about yourself before you go run. Uh, but honestly, that's one of the first things that uh, we do with our athletes at Run Free. That's the first thing I did with my athletes when I coached in college. First thing I do with high school athletes is I make them sit down and write about who they believe they are, why they're running, um, and what their motivations are. And it's okay if you don't know the answer uh, 100%. But if you can start with that and ask yourself some good questions, answer those questions honestly, and work on that part of your mentality, um, because you can do a rah-rah, you know, pump yourself up before the race, but as you know, Monica, when you race and it starts getting really, really hard, that's when your mind starts to wander back to what you really at your core believe. So, oh, for sure. uh, so Monica, what do you believe is true about yourself? That's, that's also a good question. The way to turn the oh, tables, yeah, nice. Coach. Nicely done. Um, I, I think obviously a lot of things. Uh, with cross country, though, I believe that genuinely pushing yourself, and I do think that when I run, it has – not as much to honestly do as how as much of how in shape I am, but with my mentality. And I do think I am strong mentally, but it's just in like believing that I am that strong mentally and believing that I can do this and I can uh, go the distance and I can get that PR and I can beat that person who was at my last meet. And um, it's just about getting ready and preparing for the meet. I know that's funny. But when I do sit with myself, and you're right, um, I love writing. I love being able to get in touch with myself. And I think that's so important, but I've never really thought about it from a running aspect to think about what type of runner am I? What type of mentality do I have when I am on the trails or when I'm on the race course? Um, But I think that it's so important to get in touch with who you are and um, make sure that – Preparation. Let me ask yeah. this, Jay. So preparation mentally, what are some really tactical steps that you might suggest for any student athlete, whether it's Jason coming back for a season, whether it's Monica and Z who have been with us for a few years and are obviously wanting to get the most out of this upcoming season. Are there tactics like writing your goals down, writing how you feel about yourself that you would share? So one of the things that I love doing and I've always uh, enjoyed doing is goal setting along with that. So if you know what you believe about yourself, if you know you're strong, you know you're loved, you know you're cared for, um, you know you're part of a team, you know your teammates care for you and are there for you, man, there's in the race when you're digging deep. That's what you go to. You go to those big ideas that you know are true because the question is in the race it's going to come up can i make it am i strong enough am i going to give up can i pass that person and then so if you take a step back and you're like all right i need some tactics to prepare for this race um step number one is get your goals right uh how do you get your goals right i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to tease that. I'm going to get your goals right at the onset of the season, whether it's a parent who's listening to this and they have a son or daughter that they're like, man, 
that's awesome. We need to do that right now. Get our goals right. How do you do that yeah. at the onset of the season? You you can mess that up really easily. So, Chasen, Zach, Monica, what if you set a goal that's too high and it's not attainable? Or what if you set one that's too easy? And it's so like, let's let's let's, let's, let's pull this up. Z, what's your goal this year? What do you what is a goal that you already have for yourself? Um speak up nice and loud. I'm probably gonna want to run sub seventeen thirty. Okay, so he has a time goal, right? He's not necessarily looking at it in terms of competition against other teams or maybe even other student athletes, but he has a time goal. Seventeen thirty, all of us uh, listening in, all of us sitting right here right now are like, that's aggressive for any. Love the fact that he has that already able to be detailed for the rest of us. What do you think? What do you say to Z on that? All right. So here's, here's game plan with that. So we need an A goal and a B goal. So what did you run last year? Uh, 1850. All right. So that's totally reasonable. Um, I would say that right now, that's definitely an A goal, right? A minute improvement, totally reasonable to do in high school. People do it all the time. Let's set a B goal as like an intermediate goal. And the reason I like an A goal and a B goal is what if you get through mile one and you're 10 seconds on average per mile slower than your A goal? Man, we don't want your mind going out the back door just because you're 10 seconds off because you still could PR by 30 seconds. And there's a stepping stone to get to 1730. So I'd say set an A goal, a B goal, set a place goal, A goal, B goal. And then also think of how you're doing this year, not just in terms of your best, but in terms of how well are you doing this year compared to last year at the same time. Because it's, so, it's, it's very difficult to end the season and then start one ahead of where you ended. It's possible. But a lot of times, especially when it's hot in August, you're not going to run, maybe not run quite as fast as you did at the end of the season when you're tuned up, ready to go, and it's 55 degrees. Well, I love this because you mentioned even comparing versus last year, we had our first meet. Zach was more than a minute faster than he was last year on the same oh. course. But I know he's been putting in the work. He's been, had the mileage. He's been using a coach. I know he's been putting in the work. So to say I was surprised would not be true, but it doesn't change the fact that it is a pathway to get to that 1730 because you got to have the right course, the right day, the right attitude, and obviously the right training through the season as well. Chase, I'm going to do the same thing, obviously completely different situation, but there are a lot of student athletes who are more like you. Cross country is one of those things. They know they're a great athlete. It may or may not be their first love or even their first go-to when it comes to staying fit, right. but they should have a goal. How about you? What is a goal you might have? Well, for me, I just love to compete. So okay. I just want – and, like, I have this, like, mindset I want to be good at whatever I do. Like, as an athlete, I always just want to be that. So for me, starting off – well, I haven't – we haven't raced yet. But I'm hoping to get to, like, at least a 20-minute below that. By that's, that's my goal so far. So we have a great competitor. 20 minutes for a lot of teams that have some quality talent is reasonable, although still super fast at any level. But for a great competitor – Somebody who just wants to get the most out of him or herself, but knows they may not num run number one or two on their team. What do you say to Chase and coach? Uh, dude, as soon as you said that, I thought to myself, this is a guy that I wouldn't even worry about time. 
because this is a guy, if you like to compete, we need to set you up and we need to look at the people that you're typically around. And in running is a unique sport. We can all line up on the line, shake hands, be friends. We can go to war during the race and then we can shake hands and be friends after that doesn't happen in a lot of other sports. Um, so I would set you up by looking at the stats of who you typically beat, who you compete with. And then we'd set a good goal and a great goal. And you'd have a, you'd have some targets on people's backs during the race. So you could say like, man, I'm going to beat Johnny today. I'm going to go for him. And a guy like you that loves to compete, you're what's going to happen with you is you're going to get in that championship or that regional race and you're going to run like out of your mind good because you're not going to be worried about your time. You're not going to be worried about anything but getting that dude up there and they're going to do the work. You're going to get to follow. So I love that mentality. Um, and everyone needs a piece of that mentality in them, but that's not to say that's the only mentality that works, but that's definitely a fun one because, um, yeah, we can get a, and we do it kind of privately, right? We can get kind of secretly mean a little bit with our competitors and target them. Let me ask you this super tactically. So let's take Jason. Let's say he's not running in our top seven right now, but he certainly has the potential to do so. Do you think, okay, top seven, that's our varsity squad. He should be thinking about whoever's running number six or seven on our team right now, and that's the place to start. And then all of a sudden he shows up on the line whenever he does make that varsity squad and be like, listen, I need you to score for us. You need to be top five. That means you're going to be not last on our team. You're going to be third from last at best or at most, maybe at worst. Is that a way to look at this? You, you can grab your teammates and target who you want to stay with. You can also grab your competitors who you want to stay with. Um, and yeah, that's a great way to think about it and look at it. Um, you can grab some time goals too. I like having several different kind of tiers of things to look at and think about. Awesome. Super cool. Monica. So I guess I kind of have two um, and one is more of a team related goal. And then one is just a personal goal when it comes to cross country. So first I'll do the team goal because I know that cross country is you have to contribute to your entire team. So when you run, you are affecting your entire team, whether that be good or bad. So we obviously made it to state last year and it's the top four who get on the podium. The girls got sixth in state last year and at least by my senior year, but I would love it if this year we got top four and that's just a goal I have as a team I think that if me and the other girls work hard enough and push ourselves and get that mentality like you said that is honestly very possible so let's 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 stop there what do you think for a team goal Jay right because there are a lot of people right now who are carrying the weight of their team on their shoulders because they run like Monica or Z where they're running one or two or they have some pressure because they had a great season last year or supposedly their times during practice would suggest they should have a decent season going into this year. How do you handle those team goals? Yeah. So that's a fun one. Um, So as a coach, I would recommend every coach and a lot of coaches do this track your one to five gap and your one to seven gap. So um, what's really cool about that is it becomes 
a stat similar to, um, you know, like how many points can we score per game or uh, how many assists can we have in basketball where uh, you can track it as another metric. So gap time, like a one to five gap time, maybe it's a minute five one race. And then the next race, it's 50 seconds. And then you can go to your number one and you can say, hey, you had a great race today. And you can go to your number five and then maybe it's, you know, 30 seconds one race. And you can say, number one, you had a great race, but five, wow, you really blew it out of the water. And then your number one can encourage your number five and say, hey, today, today's the day. We're going to get our gap tighter than it's ever been. So I think that's a great stat as a team that makes it even more of a team sport. Yeah, that's that's obviously really good advice. And I wish the other girls were here to hear that because, like I said, it's a team effort and that's something where we all have to contribute to. And um, so, Well, and I'm looking at the times right now, 21-34 for the girls all the way to 25-18. So about a four or three and a half minute gap. And so you would use that as oh, a way yeah. between one and five, you would use that three and a half minute gap as That's an so motivating. That is so motivating for the number five and the number seven guys today. We're going to try and squeeze that gap as tight as we can. Yeah. With- and that's another thing um, that's so important when running with your team is just closing those gaps because although time and setting goals time-wise, if you're running to win, it's really just about placement in that moment and closing those gaps so another team can't get in between you and let's say, let's say I'm number two on my team and there's number three, but there's a person between me and that number three girl. It's so important to close that gap so it gets us obviously with a lower score so that we can be higher on the podium the other thing you can do as a team that's fun is kind of combine those two so you've got your gap time that you're trying to shrink and then if we go back to chasen's mentality um we can each pick and we can do the math i mean you can look at when you race a team and you can figure out all right if we're gonna beat these guys our number one's got to beat their number two our number three, four, five has got to be in front of their number four. And our number seven or five has to beat their number six, whatever the scenario is. You can kind of figure that out and you can have a really good idea of where you need to be halfway through the race. And then you can talk about like, well, we're going to try and run faster the second half compared to our competitors. So we're going to position right behind them and then eat them up the second half of the race. You can do all kinds of fun stuff like that. The key is either the athletes, you guys, or your coach has to know your competitors and do the math really well. Does it always work out? No. But um, one of the cool things about having that A and B goal, about having a gap time, about targeting athletes that you want to beat is – when you have that A and B in those different uh, stats and you kind of have your goals set and you know who you are and you know what you can do and you believe in yourself, I've seen it over and over and over. You get your A goal and a lot of times you exceed it. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you, when you think about, when you think about teams, Jay, or you think about athletes, here's what is 
true at this point. Everybody is practicing, right? Everybody's practicing five days a week. Everybody on our team is practicing the same, depending on where we've classified them. The only difference maker at this point, now that the season has officially begun, is which teams are getting more out of their respective practices and which athletes are doing more than what's required at practice. Yes. What do you do, what do, you do as a coach when you don't have your athletes in front of you, but you know it all matters, not just the time they're practicing? So uh, with run free, uh, we've we've kind of coined this term or, or we've defined it for us, I guess. Um, the term has already been out there, but uh, we call it the one percent. Uh, we call it the holistic five. So there's training, there's sleep, there's the one percent, there's nutrition um, and then there's the mental game. So we've talked a little bit about the mental game. Um I want to talk about sleep for a second. Sleep is where you actually get better. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw some sleep tips at you guys. Um, statistically, the best, the best temperature to sleep at is between 55 and 65 degrees. Hmm. It's really? 55 and 65 really? degrees. 55 to 65. If you look at, if you look at the sleep, it's cold. If you look at sleep research, you sleep deeper and better when it's a little bit chilly. That um, is not chilly. That is a lot of chilly. It is chilly. Uh, we do it. We do 66 at our house. We can't really do the 65. That's pretty cold. Um, black out your rooms. No phones. No. If, if you have an alarm clock, put something in front of it where you can't see it. I mean, completely black. Not even one little blue light from a computer. Hmm. You will sleep better. Uh, get rid of the phones about three hours before bed or wear blue light blocking glasses. Um, and here's a, here's a tough one, guys. I'm sorry. No chocolate, no caffeine, at least four hours before bed. That's, that's a big one. It's so. Hard. So caffeine disrupts your sleep. How many of those things are you guys doing? And every student athlete and parent coach listening to this, how are they doing? This is a sampling. Z on those items we just talked about, 55 to 65. Blackout in the room, no devices, or at least blue light glasses, at least three hours prior to bedtime. How are you doing on those things? I mean, I don't, the caffeine part, I don't really like eat or like – um, eat chocolate or drink caffeine much so that part would like be normal for me but the phone part would be like that would be a hard part for me <laughs> that's what i would order are we alone is he is he alone on this jason monica so how do i mean is that that's a different maker right coach blue light blocking glasses are like ten dollars uh at walmart yeah. go get them so yeah, it's a game changer and here's the here's the mechanism there melatonin uh is it peaks three hours after you take away sunlight. Well, the bad thing is all our LEDs, all our devices are blue light, which your body thinks is the sun. So you absolutely have got to do that one. Um, a lot of places say 30 minutes before stop devices, but no one's even doing that. I mean, everybody's looking at their devices. I am too, 10 minutes before bed. So just get some blue light glasses and then watch TV if you want to. <laughs> 
So we, we're, we're getting our, our budget together for the team. Would you suggest that despite the fact that it's not a foam roller, it's not a hypervolt, it's not something that they can actually put on, it's not an ankle brace, that maybe the most required piece of equipment for everybody on the team is the blue light glasses? If for no other reason, it will make them uh, think about sleeping better even if they don't wear them, but I would, I would suggest wear them, but absolutely. I would buy everybody some blue light glasses. Wow. Yeah, okay. That is not something I knew. I mean, I'm sure it makes a lot of sense. I, I know phones are a lot of the time just toxic to the brain uh, anyways, but that, that makes a lot of sense when you, when you say it like that, that is not anything I have heard. So anecdotal, anecdotal thing here. So, um, I started tracking my sleep with a aura ring, you know, mm -hmm. one of those little rings you put on and, uh, my REM sleep doubled when I started wearing uh, blue light glasses, I would get wow. 45 minutes of REM sleep a night and, and it, it doubled. It's up to like a hundred or a, an hour 20 to an hour 30. Wow. And that was the major change that in the temperature, those two together are huge. Well, Jay, you say on the runfreetraining.com website, again, that's runfreetraining.com. Of course, we're talking to Coach Jay Stevenson right now, but it's stated very clearly on the homepage, not because the plan is inadequate, but because you sleep, because of your sleep, nutrition, or mental and emotional state may be what needs attention. So you put sleep first, nutrition second, mental, emotional state third. I don't know if those are in order of required attention or any priority order, but let's talk about nutrition. I have to believe it goes beyond caffeine and chocolate. What else might you say to these student athletes? And quite frankly, all of us as parents and guardians who are making choices about what is in our pantry, about what is in our refrigerators, what else would you tell us to help us be more effective in the house at getting these athletes the best they can be at the start line? Yeah. So I wouldn't say those are in any particular order, first of all, because different aspects of training can be more or less important for one person versus another, depending on how well you're doing with them. Uh, number one with high school athletes is do not trick yourself into thinking that there's a gain to be made by eating less. Mm. Do not or do not go down that path. It does not work. Um, you guys are growing. You're like super active. Eat a plenty of food. If you're hungry, eat. Now, within that, the number one mentality needs to be, let me eat the best thing that I can eat. Right? So if we're going to go to um, Chick-fil-A, Probably go for the grilled sandwich instead of the fried one. Um, I, have, I have a question. Sorry to interrupt. We were all three of us actually talking about eating before practice or before a run and how, I guess, unfortunate and annoying it is to eat and then feel awful while you run. So what um, specific foods can you eat before a race, before a practice, or even just before a casual run that'll make you feel not even, not only not worse, but better while you run? Great question. I think that's a tough one. And, and a lot of people ask that. Unfortunately, there's not a quick, quick and dirty answer. Um, the trick is to eat the same, find what works for you and your pre-run routine needs to be virtually the same every day. 
it needs to be similar to your pre-race routine in terms of time, in terms of what the content of the food is, and then eat regular food throughout the day and go for the best thing you can get every time you eat. Now, that, that also doesn't mean you're going to have, you know, you're, you're going to eat dessert. That's fine. Just eat good food and then fill up with dessert. But back to that first question, um, something that's going to work is typically going to be a easily digestible food or you can drink your calories before you run. So um, Tailwind that we sell in, in the Big Peach stores um, is a great, great solution. Gels, goose. So my daughter just started cross country. Uh, she's 11 years old, which I'm super excited about. Yes. Yeah, I can tell you, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, and we're sending her with uh, with a gel, a non-caffeinated gel and some water. She has it about 30 minutes before practice, and it works perfect. It's 100 calories, no digestion issues. The main tip is just keep it simple. Stay away from, like, acidic stuff. Orange juice is bad. Um, something that's going to be like, don't eat a protein bar, like stay away from high protein items. You want to have that after you run, but find what works for you and stick with it. Experiment with a bunch of different things. And then maybe you have a good day and you land on something that, that jives with you. Um, Monica, what do you, what have you found that works for you? I, uh, I think you're still searching for that yeah, routine. So, so to be honest, uh, this was just during track season, but I always, which might be weird, but I felt better when I ran. Like I had no problems with cramps or anything like that, side stitches, whatever. Um, when I did eat protein about uh, an hour before I ran, and then I didn't eat anything else, but I ate protein before I ran, waited about an hour, hour and a half, and then ran. And then that worked well for me. So I know, I guess you're right when you say every body is different, literally, um, and everything works differently and there is really no right answer of what food is going to make you feel great i mean i'm sure there are obvious foods like okay that will bring you down when you run but everybody is different but that that is what helped me during track cross country i'm still searching because long distance is very different than a shorter distance but i i, I don't know really for me yet but i hope i'll get back to you if i find it <laughs> yeah, i'd love to hear it. Uh, and you know it may be that that protein and hour before is just long enough yeah to where it's digestible and protein does improve your uh i think the word is pronounced satiety it's like your your satiation like your feeling of fullness so that may be what why the protein worked for you hey uh i'm sorry to to tell you guys this but um i can eat like a bowl of cereal and go run 10 minutes later uh with milk and like you know, orange juice and everything. So I'm a terrible example as far as that goes as well, but I, I've never had any issues. So I just eat whatever I feel like eating. Now, if it's race day, I'm not eating cereal. I'm, I'm eating, uh, I, I drink my calories on race day just to make absolutely sure that I'm not going to get like some intestinal thing going on. Let me ask you this, Jay, and this is a, a selfish question as a, as a coach. One of the things that, you know, with the industry that we're in that we get a chance to do is, you know, we get access to product at either prices or for no cost at all that, you know, a lot of teams and entities just don't simply have access to. Giving each of the team members a bag of sports beans 
on the way to the race. We all love them. So easy to get them those simple calories because who doesn't like jelly beans? Would you admonish me as a coach for doing that? Or would you say, no, 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 that makes sense. But maybe kind of fine tune the timing or maybe try different products at different times. What would you say to that? I, I love that. Um, basically, all you're doing is topping off your liver glycogen at that point. You know, you're giving you, you know, 100, 150 calories. The only thing I would say is make sure you have some water with it and try to get it at least 45 minutes before. Um, some people can probably uh, get a little closer, 30 minutes. Uh, so I mentioned no caffeine. This is an appropriate time to talk about caffeine. I love having caffeine before I race. Um, an hour and 15 minutes after you have caffeine uh, is when, with, when that level spikes in your body. So I actually look at the race time and I back up an hour 15. So, you know, a lot of times I'm finishing my, my coffee or my gel with a ton of, ton of caffeine in it uh, about 15 minutes before I go warm up. Uh, I like that feeling of a little bit more awake, a little bit more focused, and research has proven that that does help. Uh, the only problem is if you do it for a track meet at 10 o'clock at night, you're probably not going to sleep till like 3 a.m. So is there anything that would change for that? Obviously, you know, you're looking at your daughter at, at age 11, and I know there are a lot of parents who listen to this who are putting themselves maybe even in your shoes a caffeine infused energy gel for an 11 year old, any challenge to that or, or it's not something to be. I would probably wait until they're in high school before I amped them up with caffeine. I'm, I'm not really worried about uh, like safety concerns. I'm more thinking about like, um, do I really want to deal with her after caffeine (laughs) in the race, you know? Hey, I'm, I'm not someone who thinks you have to start super early to be a good athlete. Um, I just want everyone that participates in the sport to be following their passion and to feel good about it. Um, so there's no need to be ultra competitive as an 11-year-old and be caffeinating your kids, I don't think. I think if you're in high school and you want to do that, go for it. Uh, you, you, it might give you a little bit of an edge. And, um, at that point, your parents can just say, you know, go outside or leave the house or go to a friend's house and you leave me alone after being, uh, crazy amped up with caffeine. So I'm going to put my buddy Chase in here on the spot. I'm going to ask him a question. I'm going to let you then kind of speak to it. So you mentioned being competitive. He already said that's what, what drives him. So when you think about, being competitive at whatever sport is, maybe it's your favorite, maybe it's one you don't know that well, but you have at least a little bit of interest in. When you think about being competitive, what have you seen in the past in any environment, forget about running for a little bit, that has worked, that is kind of a go-to before the event, that is a mindset perhaps during, that is a ritual afterwards. What What is it that works for you elsewhere? And Jay, I'd be curious on your take for running as obviously an elite running coach to this answer that's coming up. Okay, so for me, it's the mindset that the per- that you want and you think that you're better than the person to the right or to the left of you and that you believe that, that you can beat them. And also that 
you can push yourself farther than you think you can. Like when the body says to stop, like, or like in basketball, when it says to stop, that you can keep going no matter what. And so it's just like the mindset that you, you are and you can be better than the person to the right or the left of you. You can't possibly suggest that's bad advice for runners or student athletes or cross country teams. Can you Jay, what would you say to Chasen's answer? No, I love it. Um, I would say uh, if that motivates you, then continue to like sit in that and maybe take it deeper. I'm not quite sure how you would do that, but um, like continue to think about like, man, I think I'm better. And then I would back that up. Here are the reasons why, you know, like dig deeper into that question or that thing that motivates you. And then the, the thing I would say about like pre-race rituals or, or things that you do, man, do whatever, like I, it, I would never change somebody's pre-race, especially if it's working, like chasing, if that's working for you, man, stay on it. You know, um, it, I, I coached a girl years ago who, uh, she would run with her left sock inside out. And that was like her thing. She was, she only did it on race day and she'd turn her left sock inside out. And she said that felt like that really just like amped her up. I was like, sweet. And so before the race, literally before the race, I'd be like, Julie, you got your left sock inside out. She'd be like, got it coach. And we'd be good to go. You know? So chase. And I'd be like, man, you're, you're better than these guys. Let's do this. I know I've learned a lot. I can tell you how I'm going to be provoking him. He may not like some of the things that I say to him when I tell him, I think so-and-so is better than you are. And then he has to go out and work hard to prove that's not true. This has been good for me. All right. Lightning round really quick, Jay. We're going to put you on the spot, but we're going to ask Z and Monica the question. It's going to be the exact same question. After you get their answer to the degree that you can just know that this is going to be the same question that everybody else is asking themselves, maybe very privately. Z, what's holding you back right now? Uh, For being the best you can be, what's holding you back right now? Probably just thinking, like, mindset, like, knowing, like, I have people that are better than me and that I need to, like, be able to work harder to beat them, but I know I can't, like, at this point, but I want to be eventually be able to do it. So he wants to be the, he wants to be the best. He wants to be a state champion. I know this guy well enough to know that's true. Maybe not this year as a sophomore, but he wants to be a state champion. It is holding him back that he knows he's not there yet. What do you say to that? Man, just dial it in. Like, get all the little things. Uh, There was a a German uh, cycling group that tried to get 1% better every day. Uh, That was their mantra. They since have won, I think, like five Tour de France's in uh, the last 10 or 15 years. So... Man, 1%. I would say we're going to we're going to focus on the 1%. All those little things. Sleep right, eat right, um train right. Do every little thing you can do to get better and and let that be your confidence. I'm doing all the little stuff. Monica, what's holding you back? So, I kind of already discussed this with you, um but like I said previously, my mentality, I might show up to a meet totally prepared. It's like, okay, this is the time I'm going for. Um, I raced with the, some of these people last year and I'm going to beat this girl and I'm going to beat this girl. Um, but as soon as that gun goes off, my mentality starts to fall. It's like, um, 
that girl is already too far ahead of me. I can't reach her. I'm not getting the mile split I want to get. There's no way I can hit that PR. There's so my mentality is not as strong as I would want it to be. And that I think is really what's holding me back in my races and in my running. So I, I love that. What what do you do to rebuild confidence in the race if all of a sudden you feel it start to be come a little bit shaky? The gun has already gone off yeah. and that sounds like all of a sudden a little bit of confidence tends to come off the rails a bit. So I would I would do um some kind of chunking of your race, like take it into smaller pieces uh, and have a mantra that goes with each of those pieces. It seems like you're looking at the race as one big event. Like this is one big thing that I've got to get right all at once. That's too much. Like we've got to break it down. So maybe your first five minutes Five minutes. All you do for five minutes is get in the position you want to be in. Your next eight minutes is going to be where you attack. We're going to get after it in that next eight minutes. And then the last how many ever, what, seven minutes or six minutes, whatever's left, we're going to let that come out of your heart. You know, that's like the kind of mentality that I would focus on. And then we would dig into each of those pieces further and say, all right, here's what good position is for the first five minutes. Here's what attacking looks like for the next eight minutes. Here's what running with your heart feels like for the last little bit. And that way you don't have this huge endeavor all at once. Monica, I know you can do exactly what you want to do for five minutes. Do you believe it? I do believe that. Especially. I don't think so anyways. It's just five minutes. You can do it for five minutes. And that's all we'd focus on, that first chunk. We'd just focus on the five. And then the eight minutes is going to be tough. But for eight minutes, gosh, if you train hard enough, you could probably even hold your breath underwater for eight minutes. Pain is temporary. Yeah, you can do it. And then that run with your heart bit. Once you get 13 minutes into a race and you've accomplished those other two chunks, man, you're dialed in. There's no way you don't finish that thing off. Well, it was very helpful. And I will definitely be using that when my next um, or during my next cross country meet, because that is great advice. You know, um, taking those five minutes to get my mentality right and getting the right mindset and then using the middle of the race to attack my goals and go after them and then just the end of the race using um my stronger mindset and my heart to so thank you chunk it that's chunk it. what he is chunk it dude this is a master class jay stevenson a big friend to this sport and an awesome resource whether you are the student athlete or just someone who is helping a student athlete you care about get the most out of this season. Learn more about Jay, certainly at runfreetraining.com. You can find all kinds of information about Jay and other members of his team at GoGo -Go Running. And certainly he is a resource, part of the Big Peach Running Company team. Go back and listen to this. Certainly share this with all your team members or everybody on your team, and you will benefit from it. Jay, I cannot thank you enough, man. I've learned a ton from you myself just by being around you it's always a pleasure to share we share you with others man it was my pleasure um like i said this is my favorite group i love working with uh 
high school and younger athletes. I think there's so much potential for you guys. Perfect. All right, Monica, I'm going to let you take us to the break. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys right after a few commercials. At Big Peach Running Company, we take pride in listening to your needs. We take into account the shape of your feet, previous injuries, and activity level to guide you to comfortable shoes for your feet. Whether you're a runner, walker, fitness enthusiast, or simply need comfortable shoes to wear, we offer the best customer experience in the friendliest environment. It's no wonder we've been voted one of the best running stores in America by our fans. Visit any of our seven Big Peach Running Company locations for a free fit assessment and video gate analysis. Go to BigPeachRunningCo.com. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast, D2. Jay Stevenson, Coach Jay Stevenson, a friend to many. I am very glad he is a friend of ours. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm like really, you know, just interested in or just surprised, I guess, or even uh, amazed at how much energy he has and, and you know, is focusing with, you know, high school and, and middle school athletes. And it just, he just seems like he just there's a sparkle in his eye, like he gets really amped up because that's his passion. Um, so that was kind of cool to see and the and the advice that uh, that he gave and just the, the kind of the digging and peeling back the layers of what motivates people and, and, and motivates an athlete. I thought that was very cool and it would apply to not just student athletes, but to other athletes like you and myself as well. Absolutely. I think we all like being around people who love to serve, who love to share, and certainly that epitomizes who Jay is. Again, you can find him oftentimes in our newest location in Cartersville. In fact, we'll also mention this if you've got your calendar handy on October the 18th. That is a Saturday uh, morning. September. We're have- September. September. I am already moving in the fall. For those of you wondering what the temperature was this morning, it was the first time we were in mid to low 60s. So I'm just assuming fall is here. I go to the big fall month, October. That is incorrect. D2, thank you for catching me there. September the 18th. It is still a Saturday, but on September 18th, we will have our first ever group run in our new Cartersville location. Obviously, you can get the website uh, or the information off the website as far as a location. We're on East Church Street there. We will get started at 8 a.m. and we will have many of our manufacturer partners joining us. There will be a coffee bar. There will be other treats, plenty of giveaways and some cool prizes that you'll be able to win. Downtown Cartersville, for those of you who are not familiar with it, what an awesome place to spend time. Our route will showcase that as well as some other local merchants who we've made friends with quickly. They will be on site with us giving things away. So please join us September 18th at 8 a.m. in our Cartersville location. You'll get more information on our website, www.bigpeachrunningco.com or sign up for our newsletter and we'll send you all the details over the next few weeks. D2, that's not all that's new though. We have a new training program quickly approaching as we get into those fall temperatures. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, we have our uh, fall half marathon training program. It is a 12 week training program. And of course, it is free. Um, So the target date is the Thanksgiving Day um, half marathon. I know that there's several out there, uh, including the track club. And I think there's gobble jog and uh, up in uh, Marietta and so others. So if you're training for, uh, you know, half marathon, you need a training plan, train with us, it is free. the program starts the week, uh, actually this starting today is the first week. So you get 12 weeks and 
the deadline to sign up is September 17th. So, um, you know, if you have enough, you know, base and you can pick up and start, you know, running in 10 weeks, then great. But if you're a beginner, I'd recommend that you sign up now and get started um, this week. And uh, so you get the most out of that 12-week training program. So you'll get a weekly email from me with uh, training-related content, uh, talking about, you know, nutrition and hydration and, you know, what to wear and how to train and exercises and stretching and everything to get you to that race line um, and start line, um, you know, healthy and prepared. And, um, and of course, I'll be available to, you know, answer any of your questions via email. And, you know, of course, at the end of uh, the training program, you know, you get a free 13.1 PT magnet when you uh, show your finished result at any of our locations. So sign up through our website. Just go to bigpeachrunningco.com and go under resources and sign up for the Run ATL Fall Half Marathon training. Very cool. Back to that same theme, serving and sharing D2, a generous individual, a great head coach, just like Jay Stevenson. Last tidbit, and we'll let you go. We know it is Labor Day. You can get to those plans now that you've enjoyed. You've got your mileage in for today. The last thing we're going to encourage you to check out, it'll be in our show notes. We have a new website. It goes alongside the one that I just gave you, so bigpeachrunningco.com. Yes, that's live. That's where all kinds of of good stuff resides our new website is big peach ride and run.com that is where you can find all kinds of information about our latest concept big peach ride and run as well as our full inventory of bicycles and other accessories this gives you the chance to see what we have in stock it gives you the chance to perhaps make a purchase so we can have it ready to go for you by the time you get there that's big peach ride r-i-d-e and a-n-d run r-u-n.com big peach ride and run a compliment to big peach running co.com check it out d2 today we celebrate the american worker certainly we are those thank you for all the hard work you do to put this together to do so much for this community and obviously for our organization it's appreciated for all of you certainly we hope you have a most wonderful labor day an enjoyable fall awaits and certainly as we always say as we certainly mean we bid you adieu on this labor day but not before we encourage you by saying may your best miles be those covered on